0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth
1: management firm in New Jersey. My name is Caroline Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. I'm very excited today because I'm joined by Mia Thornton. Founder and Chief Executive Officer at Mainsail Technologies, LLC. Mia's firm specializes in cybersecurity and privacy protection. In 2021, Mia actually won first place in the WeBank 2021 Women of Color Incubator Pitch Competition,
0: which is very impressive. So thank you for joining us today, Mia. Thank you so much for having me, Carol. I'm excited to talk to you in the audience that'll be listening. Maybe we can just start out with you sharing just a little bit of your background uh, with our listeners and what kind of inspired you to start your own business. I love complex problem solving, and I happen to have had experience working in procurement, helping organizations to buy a variety of technologies. So, based upon my familiarity with hardware and software that many organizations would purchase, I noticed an opportunity for organizations to be better prepared to take an offensive posture against cybersecurity. So my organization, Mainsail Technologies, does just that. We focus on helping to sell software and hardware solutions that organizations can put in place to expand their protective factors and network security. But in addition, we focus heavily on people risk assessing workforces, helping organizations to develop training strategies that help their employees know what to look for. And we also help them with ongoing planning because we know that offering the same training over and over again, loses efficacy. So we wanna make sure that the training that we offer employees is engaging and relevant and reflect some of the changes in the market. And so that's what we offer. That's very
1: interesting. I know cybersecurity is such a big part of businesses nowadays. I know for our company, it's one of our largest expenses and I think every business owner fears. Have you seen with now this more work from home environment has the education and products have to change a lot or just how you're um, laying them out because now people aren't in the office and maybe have technology that they maybe weren't using in the past
0: i i do i i see the opportunity for corporations to really need to evolve their protections because this new idea of work from home really should be called work from anywhere because you actually don't know where your employees are sitting how well their devices are protected and that includes their laptops and phones and or any tablets that they carry that might have PII on it or personally identifiable information. And so there's a need for education, but there also is a need for increased protections. So that if something is misplaced or stolen, or for some reason outside of the employee resources reach or purview, that there are still protections in place that not only protect that employee, but any information they have access to and certainly your brand, because most organizations recognize that data breaches represent millions of dollars of liability. I know
1: the cybersecurity attacks have gotten so advanced now, too. So it's probably that education part is becoming more and more, and especially if people aren't in the office where maybe they got an email from a boss in the past, they could just walk down the hallway and say, is this from you? Now it might be a little bit harder to decipher if they're working from anywhere,
0: as as you're pointing out. So I think that's a great point. I'm glad that you mentioned that. In fact, your example or analogy is a wonderful depiction of something that we all know innately, which is human beings feel most comfortable making decisions in the context of a group. And working from home, you lose that. And so we are now asking members of our workforce to make independent decisions in many regards. And in some cases, they can be quite costly. So one solution that our organization offers is the opportunity to have your workforce risk assessed. Part of that process is a phishing simulation. And I think that's extremely important for a workforce that is decentralized, so that you can send emails that are masked as the type of emails that your employee would receive because cyber attackers are very savvy and you want to make sure that you condition your workforce and organization to always be on alert. And so your, your example was wonderful because many employees are losing the ability to leverage someone else's expertise or decision making in real time,
1: well, I'm glad my example was good. It's almost like we had planned it, but we didn't <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> What are some steps that our listeners can be taking to protect
0: themselves, like when they're online,
1: whether working or not or not?
0: Oh, there are a number of practical solutions that can be leveraged, and wonderful behaviors that can keep you safe so the first and the most elementary don't have the same password for all of your systems it's a common human behavior and no matter how many times um, someone may say it in a training most people fear forgetting their password lists or notes for ourselves that will help us either to remember or will prompt us to use a specific password that's a significant threat because what passwords you may use in your work environment are likely to be those that you also use in your personal environment. So the threat that you experience as a part of an organization may be also something that a cyber attacker can duplicate in your personal life. Something else that's really practical, if you're a small business owner, no matter the size of your organization, consider investing in encryption and make sure that everyone uh, within your team knows to password protect. Financial and sensitive information that's being shared no matter the audience. And then lastly, something that I would say is consider talking to a small cybersecurity firm or a firm that uh, can scale to your business needs about any security gaps that you may have existing. I will tell you from uh, personal experience and from the research that I've done, it will not only save you the potential of millions of dollars in loss and brand damage, but it will also ensure that your employees and your customers trust your brand when they know what you've done to protect them.
1: I think those are all uh great advice, and I, a lot of us I think hear them a lot, but don't always do them so <laughs> it's always uh it's always good to hear that taking those steps finally could save uh, a lot of money for your company or yourself. This has been very informative. We usually ask all of our guests one last question, so I'm going to ask you it as well. What advice would you give to another woman who's looking to start her own firm? I know you you started your own company, and there's probably a lot of challenges that came with that, so maybe
0: just some advice on someone who's thinking of doing the same thing. I'm so glad that you asked that question prior to us chatting. I did share with you that I'd historically worked in the field Um, of social work. And that's a different set of problem solving. And I bring that into this conversation because what's so key for most people to start anything is just getting over the barrier of doubt. So what I did in my own journey was simply look at all of the barriers that I could create in my mind that would dissuade me from starting my own business. And one by one, I came up with a short list of solutions. Whether it was childcare or startup funding. I looked at how could I overcome this barrier, and once I had covered my short list of perceived barriers, I knew I was ready to go. There was no doubt. And so I would encourage any woman or listener who identifies differently to simply look at what what is stopping me and what can I do to make sure that that doesn't prevent me from living my dream.
1: I think that's great advice because I think definitely most of us are worriers, as you mentioned, and that idea of maybe writing down all of our fears and then coming up with, even if they're not perfect solutions, thinking about possible solutions is helpful because I think a lot of times we just say, oh, it's too hard and I could never do it. So I I think that's great advice and, and very helpful. It worked for me and I'm hoping it'll work for others. Thank you so much, Mia, for joining us today. This is a great conversation. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are currently checking out their cybersecurity needs as (laughs) as we're talking through it. I know I was thinking, do we do all of these steps? So that's very helpful. But thank you for joining us today. Carol, thank you so
0: much for having me. And I look forward to the opportunity of talking with you in the future. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.